Hi, my name is Milianoic and you're listening to Stay In Tune. What's up guys? Welcome to the very first episode of the new podcast. My name is Milian and I hope you're all doing great. I'm super excited for doing this and let's jump straight into it. So what I wanted to share with you guys today are some ideas, thoughts, or maybe you're going to get some inspiration how you can approach things differently, or just to give you some insight or personal experience uh, through my own career, how and what we can do through dancing and how we can approach that learning process. And this is something I want to talk about today. Uh, now, it, it was a very interesting thing that I noticed already when I was preparing this uh, first podcast because I had some uh, trouble deciding which theme I want to talk about at first so I decided I'm going to ask a few people um, what is their, you know, what is their interest what they want to know if they would have a chance to ask me something what would they ask me and it was really interesting to see that they jump straight to the subjects that they are completely familiar with and that they know that I talk about them already through my workshops or, you know, individual practice or something. So it made me think, why? Why don't we ask questions that really interest us? And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that this is something that happens so often, you know. Also with students, with instructors, with people that already know something, if they take some class or something, there is really not many questions asked. And also, you know, allowing themselves to just be a beginner in something. And you can see that on workshops, on classes, on private lessons. And especially if there are other people around, I think that happens. Maybe it's because of the judgment. Maybe we don't want to, you know, look funny. But however, like we are depriving ourselves from the possibility to learn and to, you know, hear something new that really interests us. So whenever you have a chance, really ask what interests you. Then you don't need to be afraid uh, if that looks funny or if it's funny to somebody else or it looks weird or whatever, you know. If that is something that drives you, you should definitely go for it. Because this is the, this is that driving force. This is that sparkle that, that drives us. That's why we want to do things. We just really enjoy that part, even if it's completely new, even if we are complete beginner. And this is another thing that I noticed that maybe people that are on the beginning, they are just shy to ask um, because they, you know, judge themselves for not knowing things and they feel less because maybe people around them know that already. And then the second stage, what I notice is with people that have more experience, they stick to the things that they know the best. Now, this is not a bad thing. I'm not saying this is bad. Of course, if you spend so much time and so much energy and also so much money and so much attention to create and to discover and to develop a certain, I don't know what that's dance style, a certain quality, a certain skill. Of course, it is very nice to nurture that but at the same time, it is nothing wrong to allow yourself to be a beginner. It has many benefits. Uh, one, for sure, it is expanding your horizon. It is expanding your knowledge, uh, your capacity to understand yourself also better. And also it brings uh, 
value to the things that you already know, that you already develop. Then the second thing, it gives you that humbling feeling, you know, of doing something for the first time, feeling like a beginner. It is very humbling. And this one uh, just feels very nice. And at the same time, it feels very liberating. If you allow yourself to try something new and to really go for something that interests you and brings you joy, uh, it is very liberating. Yeah. Uh, in what sense? A lot of times people, and this happens very fast, a lot of times people build a certain image of themselves um, and we get identified with that image which causes that um, anxiety, that anxious feeling of trying something new because we might lose that image, you know, that image might change. And why does that happen? Uh, we put our value into how good we do certain things or how we act or how we approach things or how do we say stuff, how do we dance, how do we move this becomes our value if I identify with that I don't want to lose that I don't want to be less valuable then and this is just that little switch that can happen and it can set you free you know it feels very liberating uh, to allow yourself to completely you know mess up that image that you maybe created because you know it has nothing to do with the value of you as a human being um and this might help a lot to many, I think also competitors. Um, now I'm just maybe going to focus a little bit on Latin and ballroom because I see that a lot. Um, but I think it's also in every other dance style, you know, people get identified with the image they build and then they become actually limited by that. They don't allow themselves to really, you know, go into other areas, try something else. Um, approach dancing from another perspective, you know, start building or developing a certain aspect of dancing that maybe they are not so familiar with, or they don't have that experience yet, which is completely fine. Uh, and being fine with that, you know, being fine with uh, losing or changing or um, how to say, um, modifying that image is nothing wrong you can actually have a lot of fun with that once you realize that this doesn't say anything about the value of you um, and I can say that from the experience because I was in Latin and ballroom for like 14 years and then I went into hip-hop uh, and jazz ballet and other dance styles without any you know knowledge or previous experience um, but that was exactly what I learned. That was exactly what enabled me to really develop also other dance styles, to also uh, jump into it. Um, I must say that I'm really happy what is happening nowadays. Like at least for the last two, three years, I started to notice that people started to connect, you know, between different dance styles, like Latin dancers with hip hop dancers or and jazz ballet with Latin dancers, etc., etc., and this is—I'm super excited about this uh, because I think that can, you know, open our uh, how to say 
not just our eyes, but also how we perceive dancing, how we perceive movement, how we perceive um, our body, you know, what is the range of our movement. Um, and I'm super excited that this is happening. But what I still notice is that people are approaching different dance styles or maybe different areas from outside. What I mean by that is I am now being a hip hop dancer trying Latin. And already how I said it uh, is applying that identification as that I'm a hip hop dancer. No, I move in that way. And now I'm going to try to move in another way. So it's not, it's nothing wrong to completely lose that image to completely, you know, put aside that image knowledge or, and it's not even going away. That's the thing, because you have a certain, um, certain coordination, certain, you know, body intuition, certain knowledge is already developed, certain skills that are, that you're going to use anyways. Yeah, not even you, your body is going to use it. Um, and this way it can be much more uh, free feeling when you try out something new. Um, now, what I would maybe, you know, suggest, and this is from the experience, it worked for me and I noticed it worked for other people I've been working with. Um, give yourself a chance to really experience dance from the inside uh, it's got nothing really to do with learnings as much as it's got to do to allowing your body to let you know what is actually going on um, what do I mean by that our body has a certain intelligence that is way beyond our uh, mental capability and it's not that it would compete, yes, but it's just that's what our body does the best. A lot of times we are trying to control or to focus on something and mentally that's completely, you know, impossible. It's just a waste of time and energy, you know, uh, which is a very interesting thing what I notice. So when people are trying to learn, let's say, a certain new dance style or dance or anything new um, it goes much faster much more pleasant much more uh, natural if we listen to the body if we allow our body to discover that so what we really do it's not that we focus we don't narrow our perception but we bring we uh, expand our awareness and this is like a different uh, way how you can approach the learning process, which is not even learning process. It's more of a rediscovery um, because somewhere in our body, we already know what is possible and what is the natural and most optimal way of movement. How do we know that? There is that inner sensing. There is that inner telling that your body is letting you know if something is off or if something clicks you know that moment when you recognize something when it just clicks and you just know that was on point where did that in information come from 
you can ask yourself, like, wh where does that come from? It doesn't come from outside. For sure, it doesn't come from the head or from our mental uh, level of being. Because mental level of being gets this information from where? It's coming from the body. And how is that possible then? So the body must have that knowledge, that intelligence already within. And it's just rediscovering and letting us know what and how our body functions. And what it needs really is just space and time to discover that. And how do we also know if something is off? It is again through that sensing, right? You just know something is off, even if you don't understand really what it is. There is not that aha moment yet. We don't recognize what it is, but you know something is off or something is on. And that is that growing process because once we feel everything is, you know, spot on, after a while, we start sensing that something is still off. Even though we are doing that thing the same way, there is just that natural progression that is happening in the body. We can go one step deeper, one step further in our understanding and sensing of the body. Uh, and this can happen if we allow the body to let us know. And what we actually do is we just observe and we realize, you know, that aha moment, what is actually going on and what happened. And this is happening, everything is happening inside. It is not coming from the outside. Of course, uh, you know, teachers, coaches, other people, you know, your maybe your dance partner, um, they can give you that feedback. But if if you don't recognize that from within, it, it won't really, you know, make any difference, really. Uh, but of course, it is a process. Um, so it's nothing wrong with that either. But searching for that recognition from the outside won't really uh, give you that, you know, fulfillment, uh, won't give you that safety feeling from the inside, uh, until you don't actually look inside and, you know, uh, sense and observe and ask what is going on. Uh, and this way the body will let you know very fast. Um, now this would be also maybe like just, just an idea how you can approach uh, when you're learning something. Um, even if that's a technical thing or whatever whatever area you're working on, um, especially if it's got to do something with the movement, yeah, listen to the body really. Uh, it has enormous capacity and also it is made to function as a system, as the whole. It is not made to function separately or with isolation. Um, and maybe this is just another thing that we can uh, talk about now um, because it fits nicely to this subject. If we narrow down our focus, yeah, which is nothing wrong with it. No, I'm not saying that focusing is wrong. Um, but maybe it is not the optimal way when we are learning and discovering something about our uh, movement, our dancing or we are developing a new skill. Why? Um, the body is made to function as a whole. So each part of our body is uh, supporting the other. 
Yes, each cell, each element is supporting the other. It is enabling the body as a you know whole organism to function optimally. When we are focusing on something, already that meaning of the word is narrowing down our sensing, which means we are excluding other parts of the body, and that will never give you give us that feeling of safety. Uh, on one, on one hand, and on the other hand, it will actually makes us more anxious because it is really impossible to focus on so many things on a mental level. We cannot, and probably you tried it, and it felt overwhelming. I remember so many times, you know, I was on uh, on my practice, and there was like five or six things I need to pay attention to, right? I was trying to focus on, I don't know, my hip action, I was trying to focus on my hold, I was trying to focus on my posture, I was trying to focus on, I don't know, straight legs, uh, etc. And it was, it was so, it was way too much <laughs> yeah, to focus on. And for sure, I, I couldn't focus on everything. So then slowly I started to realize maybe that is not the most optimal way, you know, how I can approach that differently. And actually it's through raising the awareness what is happening in the body which means I start incorporating, which means I start to include parts that I'm maybe not fully aware of into that, into other, you know, body parts, into other happening uh, that is going on in the body. So let's say I start to realize why that hip action is happening according to the whole body, to the whole system how my posture is changing, why is that posture um, like it is in that particular moment, what is happening with straightening the leg, how and why that happens, what, is, what are the other parts of the body doing that enables me to do that. And this way, what happens, you become more aware of your body, so you're expanding your awareness and you include other body parts and then you can sense that support that the body is offering you know to to other body parts or how to say it you know to to itself um now also maybe this is a like an idea how you can try develop isolations that you do because it's nothing wrong with isolating a certain body part but knowing that it's not really isolated it actually needs you know all the support it actually needs the whole body to function and develop the support system for maybe, I don't know, your arm or your head or your hip or a certain move to feel and to look isolated uh, if you were going for that effect maybe, you know. Um, I remember that picture that is black and white and it's symmetrical and um, like it depends what you see but you can see either two faces on the sides or a vase on the in the middle. Now I don't know if you know that picture, but I remember Dr. Ruth Verme uh, using that picture to explain that support and um, what is in front, what is in plan A, and what is in plan B, and the same is happening with the body. So if I want to um, put some some movement, some body part in plan A. I need to know that there must be a 
plan B. There must be the background if I want to make it visible. Because if you if we look at that picture, if there wouldn't be those two faces on the sides, I would never be able to see the vase and vice versa. If that vase wouldn't be in the middle, I would never see those two faces on the side. So how does that translate into our movement? So if I don't know what is the support system for a certain move that I want to put in plan A, it will never be so visible or I even won't be able to make it to its full potential just because the body doesn't have the opportunity to fully develop and to understand what is the support system, what is the thing that is you know in plan A and this way it can really come to life. So the body is functioning as a whole. And this is a very interesting thing that happens if somebody is watching that. You can immediately notice the body is not anymore just limited to its proportion, its physical uh, you know, volume, but it just becomes enormously bigger. You know, that projection, uh, it's visible. And it's got nothing to do really with the amplitude of the movement or, you know, how big the body is. It just projects so much more because the body can be uh, in a flow state. The body is, you know, functioning as a whole, as the whole system. And this way it can really develop that full amplitude. And also the visual projection of that is just enormous. Yeah, it, it is no comparison really. So, yeah, um, you know, understanding that uh, might help you, at least it helped me a lot. Um, and when you will have the chance, you can, you know, give yourself a try. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to finish for today. Uh, I hope you got some great ideas, some inspiration, or maybe some insights, you know, that might help you. I'm really looking forward to see you again in the next episode. Uh, it is already in the making. Uh, now I'm gonna leave also a Instagram uh, link in the description so you can follow me there. And if you have any questions or any ideas or comments, if you like the content, if you have any suggestions what you would like to hear in the following episodes, uh, you can DM me there. And uh, yeah, have a great time and see you soon. Bye.